Road Dog Trucking News and Weather Updates brought to you by Crete Carrier. And speaking of Crete, we have a special guest coming on today. And uh, Tim Ashoff is joining us. Hey, Tim, how's it going, man? It's going great. How are you? Ah, I'm doing fantastic. Great to hear from you. And it was a surprise. I was expecting to talk to you tomorrow, but uh, things moved around. I think that we're uh, getting used to having uh, schedules all around us being changed up. So I'm glad I'm able to talk to you today. How you been? I'm well, doing well. You know, that's kind of trucking these days. Everything seems to be kind of moving around <laughs> with uh, the world we're in. So you got to adapt and adjust and kind of go with the flow. Uh, yeah, well, I tell you what, it's uh, it's a crazy world we live in. And uh, first up, I will uh, ask you if you guys are staying safe and well from the whole coronavirus thing going on. You know, we have been pretty fortunate. You know, we have about 5,700 drivers uh, across the country, and, and so far we've only had about 42 that have tested positive. So overall, you know, our drivers are doing remarkable, and it's really a testament to uh, our other team members who, from the beginning here, helped educate our drivers, uh, provide uh, supplies for them, you know, hand sanitizer, cleaning supplies, provide them clean environments at our facilities. And then a real shout-out to our customers, you know, the shippers and receivers out there who are providing a good environment for them. We've tried to limit contact, gone to some of them with electronic bills of ladings, uh, those types of things. And then, you know, finally the other major partner in this is our, the truck stops out there doing a good job of of keeping them clean and safe. So overall, um, really pleased actually with how it's happened um, to play out with the, just the relatively few number for the large number of drivers we have crossing the country every day. Fantastic. And of those 42 positives uh, that you mentioned, uh, hopefully there's not been uh, anybody who did not recover from that. You know, it, it is unfortunate. We've we we have had a couple that that did not recover. They had some underlying uh, health conditions, um, and that, that's always very sad. Very sad for us, and and really yeah. you know tells you the sacrifice our drivers make. All drivers make out there um, across the country to keep freight moving during a pandemic, and and you know they step up to the challenge and and sacrifice in many ways. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, uh, it, it is something uh, that we talk about especially in the wake of the Hurricane Laura situation uh, just last night. Uh, drivers drive towards the uh, areas of disaster, and uh, they do put themselves at risk all the time. And just uh, to be honest with you, that's the first I've heard uh, the whole time we've been talking about how coronavirus is um, affecting the driver population and so that means that uh, the trucking industry on the whole is doing a really, really good job of uh, getting recoveries, of keeping the positive tests down or as low as possible. And so I'd just say keep doing the good work. Yeah, absolutely. And really shout out to the drivers. Um, you, you know, I, I know it, it's frustrating um, with what COVID's done. You know, we've seen many impacts to, to customers, you know, whether labor issues at warehouses, plants having to, to shut down because of labor uh, issues or shortages of, of supply, those types of things. So drivers have had to be real flexible and at the same time, you know, deal with many restrictions, which I understand for, for some are frustrating, you know, wearing masks or, or you know, staying, um, you know, six feet apart at different situations than others. But really, you're all doing a remarkable job out there on keeping safe. So, so thank you for doing that and keep up the good work. Tim Ashoff joining us, uh, talking about what they got going on at Crete, Schaefer, and um, tell me the third company. I'm drawing a blank. 
Hunt transportation. Hunt transportation. Thank you very much. Uh, it's sure. fifty year old brain. It's hard to uh, make those connections sometimes on the fly, you know. Uh, so back in March, I believe we were talking, and uh, you guys were having a tremendous surge in freight, and you were uh, really uh, basically talking about uh, having too much that you needed help moving the freight. How has that changed over the past four months, or is it more the same? You know, it's it, we're very fortunate. It's it's actually been more of the same. In fact, we are busier now uh, than when I was uh, with you back in March, which. By the way, it was my last uh, business trip traveling in, until uh, this week, actually. I'm out uh, at our terminal here in Pennsylvania and heading down to one in North Carolina tomorrow. Uh, but we've been very fortunate. As we talked then, we have a great, great customer base. Um, food producers, uh, consumer packaged goods are out here visiting uh, Hershey Foods. Uh, it's a big time of year coming up for them with Halloween, and, and they're still expecting a, a good Halloween. And, and then you know so many other customers and what we what we do haul have been very busy throughout, and uh, you know, as we talk to them, many of them have inventories of very low levels and are expecting to see that really through next April or May at this point, just uh, the amount of time it would take for them to restock uh, throughout their um, distribution network and then throughout their customers' distribution network. So very pleased from that perspective on business, um, for, and certainly that means seeing you know, a lot of miles and good productivity for our drivers. That's really wonderful. And it, it, have you guys uh, been doing some planning around how you can capitalize on uh, the wealth of freight and, and the good fortune you've had even during this pandemic? We we have. You know, first off, it's always making sure we have um, you know the best, most productive freight for our drivers. Continuing to try to increase our you know drop and hook, um, and and take those types of loads from our customers, you know, longer length of haul, you know, only one, no stop loads, just, you know, get to the destination. So picking out what's that best freight. And, you know, we had a lot of that in the first place, so that does continue. But, you know, the other way is really just growing. And we have been fortunate during this time period since COVID started, we have been growing. Um, you know, we, we, we don't hire, um, we really don't hire students and very few drivers that had need training. We hire, you know, the, the quality experienced drivers out there and, and certainly um, through this time period of COVID, we had a lot of them come over to us from other parts of the industry that, you know, were, were not as fortunate we were to be as busy due to the products we haul. So we've brought on a lot of really good quality drivers, and we're continuing to, to look for more uh, to meet these needs of our customers. And, and you know, it's been, it, it's been challenging, um, obviously, with what's going on with COVID. But fortunately, we've had success, and we uh, continue to look for more of those great quality drivers. I'm interested uh, as well, Tim, to know what the relationship ha has done between shippers, consignees, uh, drivers, and carrier management. Uh, ha has that relationship been strained? Have you found that there is uh, a, a stronger relationship through the crisis? You know, we're fortunate we've had, you know, really good relationship with many long-term customers, but I have seen it grow even stronger. Um, I think Wonderful. the, as we talked even in March, there was already a recognition of the value that drivers provide to everybody in, in America, and particularly, you know, our shippers are seeing that. And, you know, not only to protect them, as we talked about earlier, but to understand how critical it is to have good quality drivers and enough good quality drivers in the industry you know, to meet their demands and continue to, to feed America, essentially. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. Uh, that that takes 
having some hard conversations a lot of times. Uh, I think, though, that is a result of that feeling of patriotism. And we, we may have even talked about this the last time we sat down about how America seems to pull together uh, in times of crisis and, and really uh, get past uh, any differences in opinion or uh, conversations they've had in the past and, and get together and make a positive difference. And, and it sounds like that happened once again. Um, I think we did. Uh, talk about it in, in terms of like 9-11. I, I remember 9-11, America felt like it was the, the most unified country uh, that I could ever remember. Uh, and I think through this, it seems like we're seeing a lot of the same. It certainly is. You know, it's, it's a little different uh, these days. You know, we're, we're not able to meet with customers face-to-face. A lot of their people are, are working from home. Uh, so we've had, you know, a lot more uh, video conferences, those types of things. Sometimes it's not as easy for them to accomplish things because they're not all in the office together. Um, but they're very willing uh, to step up and say, what can we do to continue to improve? Um, really, as I always view it, is the, the way to improve is, is eliminate frustrations for drivers. And that typically means, you know, holding up drivers at a dock or, or having unnecessary paperwork or other things that, you know, really challenge a driver out there on the road. So the more we can eliminate them, the more we show that we value them and we use their time wisely. And that's been a message that's really been well received and it's been a good time to make some progress in that area. That's really good. Now, uh, I do want to talk as well. I'm checking the clock real quickly because I'm not sure if we have enough time to really get into it. But I, I, I do want to talk about changes to driver onboarding. Uh, maybe we can start the conversation now and uh, finish that on the other side of the break. So uh, with the uh, change in uh, PPE and orientation and those types of things. Has your process changed, uh, and, and how has it changed? It's changed to the extent that we did want to make sure everyone was protected. So we uh, immediately dug in, looked at CDC guidelines, consulted with medical experts, and really started to ensure we are bringing people into a safe environment. So we made sure our environment was safe then made sure the people we're bringing in um, were also healthy. So by doing temperature checks and other screenings with them as they were coming on board, we did limit our class size so we could space out in our uh, orientation rooms, you know, keeping that six feet apart. And certainly, as I mentioned, it's, it, we're fortunate we don't do a lot of training. So during this time period, you know, we really haven't brought on too many drivers that would need training because obviously putting a couple drivers in a truck together, you have to be really careful about that and make sure you have the right environment. And uh, so something our work, we work through, I'm very proud of our teams for, for, for really making that safe environment. And, and quite honestly, the feedback we received is, you know, the, the, I, I feel really safe. I really feel comfortable about coming on board at, at Crete and Schaefer and Hunt and uh, provided real opportunity for really some drivers that were in need given, you know, the situation at their other employers. All right, Tim, sit tight, my friend. Tim Ashoff joining us, and we're talking a little bit about what's going on at Creek Carrier, Schaefer, and Hunt. And Tim Ashoff is joining us of Crete, Schaefer, and Hunt. And thank you so much for jumping in. I'm, I'm glad to uh, be able to get you in today instead of uh, having to miss it all together, Tim. And um, so one of the things I like doing is I love jumping on websites and seeing how you guys are communicating and when you go to creekcarrier.com, you guys have a really cool uh, calculator that you have on figuring out what your pay is going to be, which uh, I want to talk about with you in just a moment. But uh, you were uh, discussing a little bit about some of the changes uh, you've made to onboarding. Um, want to continue that conversation to get it started. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and again, you know, everyone's safety is, is first and foremost. So that was the, the the priority there. And then, you know, how do we even deal with um, you know other people that that you need to make onboarding happening and. You know, as we bring drivers in, we we, you know, we rent them cars to come to our facilities. We get them their own hotel rooms. So we didn't have a lot to adjust as, as, in that way other than ensuring that those those companies would work with us and, and could continue to have that availability. And, you know, if you get them a hotel room, then, you know, we, we have certain places we we give them, uh, you know, meal certificates at night. So are those restaurants going to be open? So just a lot of practical things we had to go through. But But fortunately, again, people understood the importance of trucking. And that uh, we needed to continue on, meaning you know we needed to continue to have people coming to us, so we could um, you know have enough drivers out there to to meet the demands um, from the U.S. Uh, quite frankly, so it, it was rewarding to see that all come together. A lot of our partners work with us and and really help us continue, uh, you know, not at the full force, so to speak, but at a level we could do so safely. Yeah, that's what it's all about, keeping your folks safe. And um, I tell you, uh, that is got to be the number one um, focus for anybody in the operations side of it. So good job for you on that. So let's talk a little bit about um, what folks are um, uh, looking for or what you, you guys are looking for as far as new hires. Um, can, can you speak to the regions that uh, you're in the most need right now uh, or the uh, divisions of the, the corporation? Sure. You know, we are an over-the-road nationwide carrier, so we're always in need of uh, more over-the-road carriers willing to to run across the entire nation as, as our customers still have demand for that. But we also do have a number of regional and, and dedicated fleets, and we've seen actually really strong demand, um, really what I'd call probably from Nebraska east. Um, so we have some uh, dedicated opportunities from uh, really from, uh, I should say, Colorado east. So we have Colorado, uh, Wyoming, some dedicated opportunities, but then across Nebraska we have a couple new dedicated fleets that we've opened up in the – St. Louis and, and Chicago markets, um, and then really have had a lot of growth uh, in those, uh, we call it kind of that Mid-South region, so from Texas up through Oklahoma over to Missouri, Arkansas. And then uh, our last region here is really down in the in the southeast uh, on the dry side, so we've, we've got some new fleets we've opened up in that, you know, really from um, uh, Alabama, Mississippi, through uh, Georgia and up the Carolinas, a, a fleet that's really been going. And on the temp side, we have some new opportunities uh, up in the Northeast. So we've been very fortunate to, to grow in, in really all factions of our business, from our over-the-road business to some regional business to some dedicated. So, um, you know, if, if you're looking for uh, an opportunity, it's and likely we're going to have, and you're an over-the-road driver or looking for regional or dedicated, it's likely if uh, we'll have one out there for you. With regard to uh, what's been happening, we've seen that there have been a lot of shifts in uh, the needs uh, from refrigerated, people moving from maybe being a flatbed hauler to refrigerator. They're trying to uh, retool and and stay relevant. Uh, It makes me wonder, Tim, if you have seen in your driver pool uh, that same type of movement. Do you see that people are really wanting to jump into different uh, modes of trucking, as it were, to uh, meet demand and maybe make a better payday for themselves. Yeah, I think we've seen a little bit of that, and and maybe more so what we've seen is is people coming to uh, I'll call it almost a flight to safety. So, you, you know, we've been around for you know over 50 years uh, as Creek Carrier, and, and certainly our Schaefer division's been around since 1937, and hunt longer than that. 
Uh, we're stable, we're debt-free, and probably just as important, or maybe even more important, the reason we are that way is because of what we haul. Uh, we made a strategic decision, you know, decades ago to to, to haul food stuff and consumer packaged goods. So whatever you're going to buy in a, a Walmart, a Target, a Kroger, that's what we haul. And it seems like no matter what's going on in the country, whether it's, you know, a boom time, a recession time, a pandemic time, uh, you know, people need to eat, and we have good, solid customers out there that continue through those periods and continue to rely on us and, and through the ups and downs. And I think that's more people understanding that and understanding when they're going to an employer. Yeah, they, they may be busy really right now or with the cycle we're in, but but I want to go someplace for a career. And what kind of company has the customers that can that can support me for a career during you know the natural up and ups and downs that occur throughout the economy or if we have a shock to our economy like a pandemic. It's really crazy, and I guess it's live radio too. I don't know if anybody heard what just happened, but uh, as Tim was uh, talking, uh, the ice cream truck drove by my house, <laughs> and so it's it's really crazy. I think everything's going to be okay. I sure hope so. Uh, you know, we, <laughs> interestingly enough, uh, we haul a fair amount of ice cream uh, on uh, do you really? control, control uh, side. And uh, uh, ice cream is, demand has been very even <laughs> even higher this summer than in the past because so many people are eating it at home, and, and it's a comfort food. So when, yes. when things aren't necessarily the, the brightest in the country, you know, ice cream kind of cures some of that. So uh, well, that's, it's been that's a good right. part of our business. Hopefully that guy driving that old truck wasn't an old truck driver who was out of work. <laughs> it's like, ah, I guess I'll drive the the ice cream truck around town, but uh, really crazy. It, you know, I take certain things as signs. Uh, when you see a rainbow in the sky, I, I take that as a good sign. When the ice cream truck drives by, I think that's a good sign that we're going to be okay. But uh, So let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, do, do you uh, – have any competitions between divisions uh, with the three entities uh, that you manage? Uh, is there any time where you pit one against the other and, and try to get a little competition going between the three? Uh, you know, we really don't. Uh, we call ourselves the Creek Carrier family. And, okay. uh, you know, we actually look to see how can we help each other and then really what's the best place for a driver. You know, so so for example, you, you know, Creek Carrier, Schaefer Trucking, we have a lot of the similar uh, customers because, you know, those customers demand both dry um, freight transportation and temp-controlled transportation. And we don't broker any loads, so any loads we get from our customers, we don't broker out to others, and we don't haul any broker loads. Um, we are purely asset-based, and we have contract-based customers. So we really look to each other um, in, during those times. So. Maybe there's an area where uh, there's a, a little more dry freight and, and temp uh, a little slower. Well, well, we'll pull a Schaefer person in and put some dry freight in the back of that trailer and, and you know, sometimes vice versa and swap out a trailer. Uh, so it really serves our customers very well. And then for drivers, it's really what's what's the right fit for them. So, you know, we have various operations and various types of job, jobs on the Crete side, the Schaefer side, and, and then the hunt transportation, a little bit more specialized. It's open deck, so you need to have – some different skills uh, for that, but we really allow a driver to find the place that they fit and and what's you know what's the best of the three um, you know Creek family companies that they fit in. With regard to uh, your company drivers versus owner operators and at least type uh, employees, do you um, can, can these uh, individuals 
come on board as either a company driver and or owner operator in all three divisions, or is that specific to a division? No, they in any of the divisions they can come on board. Um, right now, um, on between Crete and Schaefer, we have about uh, 350 owner operators leased on board, and uh, on the hunt side, our, our percentage of owner operators is even higher than that. So. Um, we're willing to, to work with the uh, owner-operators, bring them on board. We think we have some great programs for them, certainly uh, having you know stable freight, um, good miles there. We do some programs where we pay a portion of their deadhead, give them our, we pass through our fuel discounts, so giving them great fuel discounts and provide some good options for insurance packages for them as well. So, um, you know, we understand during uh, times like this, this has been a challenge and up and down time for uh Owner operators as well, so yeah, we, we we like to bring good owner operators on board and get them signed up and get them hauling freight for our customers. That is wonderful, and uh, I tell you, we're getting short on time. Uh, I I do wonder if there are uh, limitations on your owner operators uh, with regard to equipment specifications. Uh, can you give me a real quick answer on that one? We do have some limitations um, and some requirements, specifically, you know, on the open deck side. There's uh, obviously weights very important, so we we have need to understand that. And then on the uh, you know Crete and Schaefer side, not as specific to that, but certainly we're looking for um, you know certainly somebody that has a quality of truck. I'll call it out there that's going to be reliable, because uh, our customers um, you know do um, expect us to provide good on-time service, and then certainly we need safe equipment out there as well. So when anything comes anyone comes on board, we do do an inspection of the equipment just to ensure we have that level of reliability and safety. And, and if anyone does have a question about that, call in and we'd be happy to discuss those specifications. That's awesome. Tim, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. I appreciate you being on and I hope you and yours stay safe and well through the rest of the pandemic. And I'm glad you're out of the house finally. I know you're probably getting a little cabin fever, but uh, safe travels, my friend. Thank you very much, and next time I do hope to see you in person. You know, that's the one thing about virtual gaps is I miss seeing all the people. It was always great being in, in Dallas and seeing, you know, just so many great people we have in our industry. So thanks for having me on. All right, that is Tim Ashoff, Creek Carrier and Schaefer, as well as Hunt. Find out more at CreekCarrier.com. Again, CreekCarrier.com. they got a lot of great opportunities for you there.